Hey friend, welcome to the Planter Podcast, where we focus on faith, growth, and lifestyle. This is a podcast that propels both men and women to live their God-given purpose one conversation at a time. I'm your host, Damio Shodi, and I'm so happy that you're here listening to the Planter Podcast. Hey everybody, you're here listening to the Planter Podcast where we speak about faith, growth, and lifestyle. I hope you guys are doing pretty good today and I hope that you're just excited as I am to really share this podcast today. Um, today I'm going to be speaking about help meets. And I know we hear that word all the time. Personally, 2016 was the first time I had ever come in contact with that word. So we're going to have a deep discussion about what exactly a help meet is so we can have a better understanding of more for women as our roles in a marriage but also for the men to please listen into this one just important for you to understand this as well and there's information for you to understand here too so basically when it comes to talking about help me basically what i did was i didn't know what that word was and You know, I was reading Genesis. I think I mentioned in a a previous podcast that God has really been calling me to read the book of Genesis for some reason. And now I'm understanding why a lot of good things are in the first book of the Bible. So I encourage you guys to look into Genesis. But anyways, um, I was reading the book or the second chapter and I fell on that word help me or helper and whatnot. And I'm like, I need to know what this is. So basically how this started was I just did a lot of research and I'll get into that um, a little further into the podcast but just doing a lot of research and found a lot of things to explain that word it is definitely not as simple as we've made it even the word help me too is kind of uh. so I'm going to give you a little bit of background story as to where you would find the word help me in the bible so if you look in Genesis two eighteen, it says the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. And then I guess in helper, insert help me. And where you can actually find the direct words in the King James version of the Bible. So then it says, and, and the Lord God said, it is not good for the man should be alone. I will make him a help meet for him. Right. So after this, um, if you read in the book, or in that chapter, I keep saying the book, but if you read in the chapter, God made animals for Adam to name. So it was like, God, well, it was really like Adam and the animals were like friends, I don't know. But still there was no comparable partners or helpers for Adam. And I questioned this because I was like, but you knew that they weren't going to be compatible So why did you make that statement and then give him animals to name? I don't know. It had me kind of perplexed. I don't know about you guys, but that's how I kind of look at things. Like when I read, I don't just read and take it face value sometimes. I kind of just ask questions. I ask God questions that, so, but you knew. But it's okay. I don't know why he did that, but we're going to continue. So in Genesis 2.21, it says, So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib and he brought her to man. So then again, I asked myself, why did you make 
a woman from the rib why well, couldn't have been from any other place again i asked a lot of questions and i encourage you guys to ask questions too especially if something that doesn't really make sense to you ask some questions so then i started looking up what exactly does rib mean in hebrew so another thing that has been helping me when studying the bible is i look up words in hebrew because the translation from english or from hebrew to english honestly is i don't know the english language really weakened the the strength and the words of the bible in my opinion obviously of course we still get the full context the holy spirit can move through english but when you look up the actual words in hebrew it means something different so when i looked up the word rib in hebrew it's called tesla which means side rib chamber or boards it has multiple meanings but i think for the english language we decided to go with rib but theologians believe that the proper context was the side so god took us the side of adam so god had taken the rib or the complete side of adam to give the point that eve was his complement and that's where i believe you get the idea of bone of my bone flesh of my flesh so when you look up the actual word it doesn't only mean rib it can also mean side and to me it also makes more sense too that god took the complete side of adam as if he was his complement but this isn't something to really fight over about it's just another deeper understanding of that part of the chapter so let's continue and this is just giving you backstory as to findings that I thought were pretty interesting when learning about the word help me or, you know, yeah, just findings that I thought were interesting. So let's get into the actual word help me. And for me, this is where it gets interesting. So the Hebrew meaning of help me, it's actually split into two words, and I'm not sure how to pronounce this properly, but I'm going to try it's Ezer Kendango. So Ezer is one word and Kendango is another word. And then I will put all these in the description so you guys can see exactly um, what these words are. So it's a two-part word. So we're going to break it down in those parts. So the first word, Ezer. Ezer actually means help, rescue, save, strength, be strong example ebenezer is the rock of my salvation or eliezer my god is my helper now second word kendango it's also has another rich meaning just like ezer so kendango means suitable fit for exactly corresponding according to in front of opposite of so God gave the mandate that the helper would be Adam or man's complement, his equal. So when we go back to Genesis 2.18 and fill in the blank for helper or help me, this is how we can combine the meanings together. I will make him a help corresponding to, suitable for him, equal, his helper, who is a strength, rescue, and protector. So I don't know for you, but that just revolutionized what I believed help meet was. I have just thought help meet, like I hear it all the time and I think we kind of just throw around lingo that we really just don't understand that much. But it makes it seem like you just as helper, like in other translations, it just says, it just says like the woman is the man's helper. 
but obviously not. It's just not a helper or the helper has many different meanings to that word. Not just you're just, uh, I don't know, like a subordinate or you're just there to help him. However, like you have multiple roles when it comes to helping. So there's seven things that I learned after reading and understanding exactly what help meet, uh, what a help meet is. So the first thing that I learned is although women have different roles, we are a man's equal. We are no lesser value. So when you refer to the second part of a help meet, it means that you are fit for, you are corresponding to that man. So if anybody ever says that a woman is you know, less value, that's untrue. That's not even biblical. Because according to this word, you are his equal. You are his correspondent. You are the mirror to that man. And to understand that, I I pulled Genesis 2.23 to really, I guess, put that into context as to why Adam said this. So it says, at last, the man exclaimed, this one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from man. So I'm just like, dang, like, we've had it all wrong for a long time. Talking about, oh, women are less value. Some people do believe that. And for me, I'm like, "Mm mm-mm. According to this, I am the man's correspondent. So then that brings me into the next point that I learned is that when our partner is weak, we are a partner's strength when they lack we can provide so if i'm that man's opposite or i'm that man's correspondent wherever that man is lacking in an area i should be able to compliment him in that area so if that person for example has a lack of patience i should be able to point that out to that person that hey like hey bro you kind of you kind of popping off, you know what I'm saying? You should watch out on those certain areas or certain things that you're doing. So therefore, I can be that person's strength. I can reveal things to my partner that he may not be able to see and then vice versa. So where that person may be lacking or, for example, if my partner struggles with something and I can see their behaviors are are falling back into the problem that they've had, that they've been struggling with, right? I can now point them in the direction that, hey, like I've been noticing some things about you. Why don't we try this or why don't we do that or why don't you try this so you don't fall back into that space again? You get what I'm saying? So basically, I am lifting up that man where he is weak. I am the one that is being of help to him like when he is weak in a certain area. So it's not just about you getting a relationship to see what you know, the person can give to you, what can you give to the person? How well do you know that person in order for you to be that person's strength? And also vice versa, where you're weak as well as a help me or as a partner, that person also too can be your strength. They can help you. Let's even make it into an easier context. For example, if that person or your partner struggles with I don't know, public speaking, you can be able to help that person with their public speaking skills. Maybe you have the skills and you can help that person fine tune their skills or with finances. Maybe you're the better person that can deal with finances and your partner is just not that great at financing. You as the woman can help the family unit or your unit by where that person is weak, you can uplift them. 
these are just examples. I mean, take it or leave it as you want, but this is the way that I understood it. So those are the first two points. So the third thing that I learned um, when I read about Help Me that really stuck with me is the importance of having a single season. Now, single season is, yes, preparation for your spouse, but really it's preparing you to know, or not really preparing, but letting you know who you are. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? You need to be able to know these things so that when the person comes into your life, you guys can articulate these things to each other so that when, you know, you may be down, that person is able to lift you up. And then vice versa for you. Uh, When your partner is down, you can be able to compliment your partner and lift them up. So what value can you add to the person, basically? You need to be able to know what you're... who you are basically in the single season you know i i feel when it comes to singleness it can be seen as um a setback especially for women culturally we are pushed to fantasize about marriage and want to be married and that's like the final thing of our lives or final goal of our lives that will make us complete but at the end of the day if you don't know yourself and you get married that marriage is bound to be doomed to be honest with you so it's just so important to know who you are to know how you can add value to somebody else what can you bring to the table how can you walk into your role efficiently and effectively and of course we are always learning about ourselves it's 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 an endless journey but at the end of the day there are basic things or more in-depth things that you need to know about yourself in order for you to cater to your partner Fourth thing that I learned is transparency is important when building relationships. So I need to know what's up with my partner. I need to know what his strengths and his weaknesses are. Men, you need to know what your woman's strengths and their weaknesses are too. You know, there has to be a communication between the two of us. There has to be some type of dialogue that has happened. You know, we can't just say, oh, we don't want to get into each other's businesses or whatever. But then what's the point? Like, how are you serving the other person? Like, we are literally in a, cons- in, in a, st- dang, like, I stay stuttering. We're consistently in a life of service. How can I better serve you? If the conversation has not happened about who we are and more in depth about who we are, how in the world are we going to serve each other? How am I going to help you? How are you going to help me if I don't know who you are? If you're not transparent with me about what you struggle with and what's going on with you. Of course, transparency takes time. Trust takes time. I'm not saying on the first date, you know what I'm saying? So what are your strengths and your weaknesses and this, that, or another? I'm not saying all of that. But I encourage you that if you are in a relationship, like, get to a deeper level. Start asking questions. Start being open with each other if you trust that person. If not, let that, let let them go, obviously. But if you trust that person, just have the conversation. Have the conversa- have conversations about each other so you guys know how to better serve each other. That is the whole point. We're here to better serve each other. And as women, we are here to serve. And as men too. But since we're talking about help meets, ladies, I'm talking about y'all too. So fifth thing that I learned is and this one blew my mind I've heard it before but I was like "Eh, whatever I didn't really pay attention to it but after reading this I was like okay (sighs) 
Adam was not able to complete his purpose solely by himself. Let that sink in. Adam was not able to complete his purpose solely by himself. I know we read Genesis and God was like, it's not fit for him to be alone. Obviously, Adam was not able to complete his purpose by himself. He was not able to actually do everything that God had called him to do. Therefore, if you are called to be married, you will not complete your full purpose until you find your complement. If you've been called to the ministry of marriage, and despite all the fears of failure or experience that you've had in the past in marriage, but in your heart, you know that you want to be married and most, of t- most likely you've been called to be married, then just know that, yes, there are certain things that you'll be able to do as a single, but when you are married, there's going to be more possibilities open to you. There's going to be more opportunities available for you um, when you are married. When you find that compliment or when you find that person that is your equal, you'll be able to achieve a lot more of your purpose than when you were single. It's kind of like this. I'm trying to I want to give this analogy and hopefully I'll say it right. It's like you have your you facing one way and your partner facing another way. And you can only see so much alone. But now when you have a partner, you have your vis- you have your view and then your partner has their view. So now you guys can combine exactly what you're seeing to, to, together so you have a better context on how to basically do what you've been called to do you know where i've been speaking about this whole podcast that where you're weak your partner can be strong because they can see things on a different view than you can and in that that can allow you to achieve the purpose that god has called to do a lot better than just you seeing what you can see so despite all the fears despite everything that you've experienced if you know deep within your heart that you've been called to be married before you saw what daddy did or mom did or before you saw what happens on tv and the tabloids all those things take the fears away if you've been called to be married just know that yes you will achieve things as a single best believe but When you are actually married, a lot more doors are going to open up for you and you'll be able to achieve your purpose on a greater level than just you on your own. Sixth thing that I learned, excuse me, (laughs) sixth thing that I learned when it comes to um, help me is I really understood what the purpose of marriage is and basically what in my understanding of what the purpose of marriage is, is it's to execute God's plan and his purpose for our lives individually as well as one unit. So basically the sole purpose of marriage is to bear fruit as one body because it says that, uh, I don't know how to quote it properly, but basically the the man will leave his mother and, and father's home and basically be joined his wife as one. Therefore, as one unit, as one body, your sole purpose is to bear fruit and give glory to God. And by bearing fruit, as in living in your purpose, doing what you've been called to do, because we all know that when you walk in the ways of God, you are going to bear fruit. So it's not just a piece of paper, as some people say, because some people are like, oh, marriage is just a piece of paper. There's no purpose to it. It's just not, you know, for money and all those things. It's basically for the glory of God. You're getting married to glorify the Lord and to 
achieve what he's called you both to achieve as one body and one unit and to me I think it's beautiful I think it's a beautiful thing to know that when you're joined with one person you can man like the sky is not the limit the sky is not the limit for you and the thing is things that you didn't know when you were single you're gonna possibly know when you were married and different doors like I said that may have been closed when you were single may open up now because you're married and it's just like wow the marriage isn't as a ministry on its own like and I know that it's said so many times everywhere that marriage is a ministry but I never really understood that I was like what but now I know like yes it is a ministry because now you are blessing not just yourselves but you're blessing other people through them even just watching your marriage and 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 seeing God work in your marriage you are blessing other people you are showing them like wow like dang this is what God can do I want to be a part of that too how did you do that how did you do this you just keep getting this you just keep getting that I want to know how you did it and it brings more people to the kingdom you know so it's to bear fruit and yeah it's to bear fruit the sole purpose is to bear fruit as one body and to achieve the purpose that God has called you both to achieve I don't know about y'all but I think it's a beautiful thing I really just didn't underst- like understand marriage, especially with all the things that are happening uh, in the public eye or not even just the public eye, but, you know, like the things that you can see, I don't know, in tabloids and, you know, like Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt, like that's sad, you feel me? Like things like that. In this generation, I know you guys know that a lot of us are afraid to be married. A lot of us don't want to be married. We're scared that maybe what happened to our parents is going to happen to us and whatever is happening, people that we know is going to happen to us and they didn't work out. So you probably won't work out either and whatnot, all those thoughts. But the sole purpose of what it is, man, like it's beautiful to me. I think that God really created such a beautiful way of just, I don't know. Just you just created just a beautiful thing. You just created something that's just like wow. Like you come to one with that person to basically live just a fulfilling life and bring glory to God. To me, I think it's amazing. And for all of you who are scared to be married out there, I say really sit down and read your Bible. And I know that sounds kind of like oh, like what? Yeah, but read your Bible and really let the Holy Spirit just guide you and show you exactly what it means to be married you know for me last year I did something where I looked up everything the bible had to say about what does it mean to be a wife what does it mean to be a husband just so I had a better context and our ideas of what these things mean today and what the bible says is just completely different it's completely off really so I encourage you to do your own research do your own research so you understand exactly what God has been trying to say through all this stuff that we see, what he's been trying to say and what he's been doing. And you'll see that it's just really beautiful, like how he pieces things together and how he does his stuff. It's honestly a very beautiful experience. So I encourage you to take that step of faith and just look into the Bible or ask people questions or, you know, don't be scared. 
somebody's story doesn't necessarily have to be your story and i know i'm rambling but i just really wanted to say that because i know that this generation is really hurting when it comes to marriage and being close to people and all the things that i'm talking about have probably seemed really scary to a lot of people like transparency why would i want to be transparent that gives room for somebody to hurt me and i know myself so well and i don't need to know no more about myself and this that another but i encourage you take a step back like do your research and just really have a time and sit down with God and let him reveal to you exactly what his intentions are and what he's trying to do and really what marriage is and what your role is. I think I rambled enough, rambled enough, bruh. The way that I speak sometimes, I don't know. I'm going to be real with you guys. <laughs> I just, I stutter a lot. In real life, I really don't do that. Like, if you speak to me in real life, I don't really... I don't stutter like this, but it seems whenever I try to do a podcast, I'm always like messing up my words. So sometimes I have to speak a little bit slowly. Anyways, that's enough about mute. Seventh thing that I learned, and this really doesn't have anything to do with the actual help meet part, but I learned the importance of research and researching with the Bible, like when you're actually studying the Bible. It's so much better if you look at other sources as well to get a deeper understanding. And the thing is, if you pray that God, you know, help me to understand, reveal to me what you're trying to say and reveal some resources to me, I guarantee you he'll guide you to the places that have great information for you to understand. Like I said, a lot of the stuff that I discovered was doing research on Hebrew, on the Hebrew text. So I would take the words and I'd ask for the Hebrew meaning. And that's how I was able to understand a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about, just off of two words, so much meaning has come forth from all these things. The Holy Spirit and a little bit of research goes a long way. If you are interested and you're intentional about actually understanding what the Bible is talking about, I guarantee you God is not going to withhold the information from you. He's not going to, nothing is hidden in the Bible. So you're able to research, you're able to go on Google and put in these words, ask for the Hebrew meaning, and find the meaning out. You will have a deeper context of what the Bible is talking about, and it will help also help you understand more of basically who God is and how, I don't know, just how beautiful and how wonderful and how sweet he is. You know, me doing a lot of research has really opened up my eyes to how wonderful God is, and I'm just so grateful to really be a part of his plan and you know reading the bible just verbatim is cool but do a little bit of research i encourage you whoever is listening just look up some of the words in hebrew and i guarantee you you're gonna find a deeper context and deeper meaning to just the words that you see and it's gonna reshape how you see the bible it's gonna reshape how you see god so the last thing that i have for you is research do some research when you are reading the Bible, especially for those inquisitive minds that want to question everything. Do some research. I guarantee you're going to find your answer. May not be today, may not be tomorrow, but I guarantee you're going to have a, an understanding as to what you're looking for. So, guys, I think I've rambled enough on this podcast, but I hope that you enjoyed this Help Me podcast. I have been planning on doing it for a while. I just didn't really get to it. I was on vacation. Uh, I think I put that up on Instagram that I was actually in Nigeria for two weeks. Best vacation of my life. So if you guys want to know more about my trip, 
uh, I would be more than happy to share that with you. So let me know if that's something that you would care to listen to. And if not, I'm not offended. I had a good time. I got pictures on Instagram, so it's good. You can check those out too. Thank you so much for listening. Um, If you like the podcast, please rate the podcast on iTunes. It's really simple. You can just, you know, leave a comment and just let me know what you're thinking. Let me know if the podcast helps you or, you know, if there's something that I need to improve on. So no need to get scared of talking to me. I'm, I'm pretty decent, I think. I'm rambling again. But guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And please expect a lot more podcasts coming this year. We're going to have a lot of different areas of talks that I'm going to be doing with other people. And also, like I said, a lot of solo podcasts myself. So thank you again. And I will speak to you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did creating it. If you'd like to stay in contact, please follow me on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Planter. So T-H-E-P-L-A-N-N-T-E-R. And you can also follow the blog and comment and just have conversation with me at theplanter.com. So again, T-H-E-P-L-A-N-N-T-E-R.com. Would love to hear from you. Thank you so much and stay tuned for the next episode.